it's Warhorse and Warhorse's pal Boner. And we're here to tell you that you're listening to the uh, Rough House podcast with Marty and Kristoff. You know, Marty the Mangler and uh, Kristoff the uh, Jack. Uh, no, I don't want to say that. But I'm glad you're here. Glad you're ready to listen to this shit. Clean out your ears. Shut your mouth. Open your eyes. Because it's time for that good, sweet podcast. Behold, a podcast for the ages, recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task, complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 329, recording date June 11, 2023. Hello, I am Marty. I'm Kristoff. Uh, hi, everybody. <laughs> How are you? Hope, hope everyone out there and out there and, and, and the listening audience is doing fantastic in the big uh, city whatever yeah. big city that may be <laughs> hey everybody it's uh 73 degrees downtown 85 at the harbor and traffic uh, and weather weather and traffic together that's what we got together are the fives <laughs> uh one man who actually lived out his broadcasting dreams for a little while and another guy who well, he has a piece of paper that says he knows what he's doing, but yeah, hasn't well, really bothered with it. You're living it right now, man. This is this <laughs> yeah. is it. This, this is this is exactly you know, what it's like. Of all the things that uh, accomplished, I accomplished in my career of broadcasting. The lasting legacy of the Rough House is is a number one. So Aww, that's actually, you know what? That's that's awesome. Uh, legitimately, I I think yeah. so. Um, yeah. But uh, hope everybody. So thank all well. five of you for listening. <laughs> it's full. It's, it's definitely more than five people. Um, seven, <laughs> uh, programming note, there will be a skip week. Uh, yeah. next week's episode will not exist. It'll be, we'll be back in two. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll be back with episode three thirty one. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're just dumping three thirty now. I, no, yeah. Uh, the, the traditional recording date of, of Sunday, uh, both of us have, uh, differing commitments that are preventing us from being able to record and let's be honest any other time during the week we could record <laughs> there wouldn't have probably been all that much that has changed unlike unless like vince mcmahon shoots somebody tomorrow morning i don't really know that there's going to be all Look, that much to talk about of all the craziness that's happened in the past 360 some days with vince yeah. mcmahon uh i wouldn't put it past him that's true that's true although we will have uh when we get back we'll have actually the first two episodes of AEW Collision to talk about, which oh yeah, uh, that's we, we, we will happening. see how that goes. Um, but uh, you know, the the world of wrestling is a, is an ever changing and an ever evolving thing. Um, you know, uh, people make their names. Some people have lasting careers, and I guess probably we should start on a bit of a downer note. As uh, this past week, the Iron Sheik passed away at eighty one years young. Uh, yeah, Iron yeah. Cheek, of course, legendary WWF wrestler. Yeah, but um, he's basically for uh, a generation of kids who grew up in the 1980s, like one of the definitive villains of the era. Uh, yeah, I mean, he kind of perfected the foreign heel sort of uh, <laughs> yeah. gimmick there. You know, everybody's Nikolai trying to Vokal reach that level, for, like the, yeah. the the top two of the rock and wrestling era, right? Um, and of course, he uh, infamously 
won the WWF world title from Bob Backlund to be the transitionary champion onto Hulk Hogan, ultimately starting Hulkamania. Um, so, you know, definitely a key person in pro wrestling history. Sure. Uh, but in a modern context, most people know him from his, uh, I, I guess, m- m- uh, meme status as uh, celebrity is a tough term to, to, to put into this. But uh, very early, he was one of the more, well, quote unquote, he was yeah. one of the more prolific characters on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, sort of building off of uh, his uh, hatred very, of Hulk Hogan. Yeah, his hatred of Hulk Hogan, but with. But specifically building off his uh, sometimes incoherent and always angry rants as seen on the Howard Stern show and yeah. and that sort of thing. Uh, absolutely motherfucking Hulk Hogan. Uh, absolutely Blessed. motherfucking B. Brian Blair for some reason. Uh, I know who that is. Uh, he, he was one half of the Killer Bees, a 1980s ah. WWE tag oh, team. B- or B-E-E, yes. Brian Blair. <laughs> well, well, he was B, period. Brian ah. Blair. I'd forget who his tag partner was. I'm sure someone in the listening audience recalls, and I'm sure I could look it up, but I don't care to. See, I but, thought his name was B-E-E, and the other was B-E-A, and that's how they became the <laughs> yes, Killer Bees. it was B- Brian Blair and B. Arthur. The, that gotcha. was the, yes. the Killer Bees. Um, but yeah, you know, he would say, fuck the Hulk Hogan, fuck the Brian Blair, so on and so yeah. forth. It was actually more of a, an online creation of his quote-unquote nephews. Uh-huh. Not actually blood related hey, you know. uh but they they built you know this cottage industry around the guy and i mean kind of extended the brand into the digital age you know yeah yeah and and for someone whose uh heyday in professional wrestling had faded and uh there are actually some oh, people sorry you're forgetting we have the gimmick battle royal okay where it <laughs> i took said what i said <laughs> 20 minutes to get to the ring yes <laughs> five five and, com- and five he's the guy who won because <laughs> no one could figure out how to safely get him out of the ring correct Yep, um, that's right. Legend, absolute <laughs> legend. Knows how to uh, work, brother. But uh, you know, to a modern audience, that was the Iron Sheik. Uh, there would be a tweet for pretty much everything. I'm really kind of hoping that this quiets the brand. We aren't looking at a a um, from the grave posts. Yeah, yeah. Like Charlie Daniels's Twitter account still posting every day that Benghazi ain't going away, even though he's passed. Oh my god! Uh, uh, what's his name? Herman Cain. <laughs> his Twitter account still a thing. One time uh, presidential candidate still posting uh-huh. about right wing issues, even though he's been dead since 2020. Um, yeah. Hopefully, they will be tasteful and tactful, which is weird. No, it's going to say you know I, I put the you know uh, Paul the Baptist in a hammerlock yesterday or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Paul the Baptist was that was that what it was? I don't know. Sure, I don't know. Sure. God stuff. Uh, but. <laughs> Uh, uh, the Iron Sheik ends up John being, the Baptist. John the Baptist. Yeah, well, I'm sure the other a Paul. There had never been a Paul. <laughs> George right? the Baptist, Ringo the Baptist. Yeah, they were all, they, they were all Baptist. Um, they spent a lot of time in the South. They became Baptists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that first they took acid in India, and then they just yes. went went to the South, had some barbecue, yeah, had some barbecue, super, get those beans and cornbread, baby. Yeah, Let's go. Super into Christianity. Um. <laughs> They founded the cookout restaurant. I don't know if you knew that. That's uh, that was I, I, that. I did. I did not know that. Um, <laughs> Chase, just follow the money, man. Follow the money, and it goes back to Abbey Road. I'm telling you. <laughs> Iron Sheik ends up being a part of a. You know they always say death comes in threes. 
Uh gets to be a part of a weird celebrity trilogy of him, Pat Robertson, and Mm -hmm. uh, Bomber Ted Kaczynski. Oh, I didn't know Kaczynski died. Yeah, he he passed away yesterday. Oh, is that why Weird Al posted that photo of uh, of him that we kind of look like the Unabomber? (laughs) I would presume as much. That or Weird Al just really wanted to post himself up in a hoodie. I don't know. No, Um, this was like a photo from years ago. Oh, okay. Kaczynski stole his uh, look because he had Ah. like the hoodie and and glasses and everything. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, Yeah. Uh, But yeah, uh, that that's sort of where we're at right now uh, with with uh, the the Iron Sheik. Um, You know, was there anything uh, on SmackDown? Uh, about uh, was there like a graphic or anything? That there was you know a graphic at the top. That was that was yeah. really about it. There wasn't, you know, I mean, what are they going to do? Have Mustafa Ali come out and wear like curly toe? You know what? Somebody probably pitched that. I mean, <laughs> Woods was wearing those boots for a while. To be fair, yeah, yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, but speaking of the World Wrestling Federation, for over fifty years. They are on their way to Money in the Bank. We have a bit more of the Money in the Bank uh, lineup filled out as there were qualifying matches this past week. Are you oh. done? <laughs> as Chris's cat decides to absolutely wreck some food in the background. No, uh, that's not... the, the the scratching post, but he's oh. just destroying it at the most inopportune times, as per usual. Ah, that's what's going. Now he's going to go drop the smelliest poop ever that I can't cover that, up because sitting that's here. what they do. That's what they do. Yeah. Anywho, um, it's Money in the Bank. Yeah, Money in the Bank. We are we are heading, uh, of course, to London. Still, all that's confirmed is the two Money in the Bank ladder matches. Uh, right now, for the men's, we are looking at Ricochet, Shitsuke Nakamura, L.A. Knight, Santos Escobar, Butch, and one more to be determined. Mm-hmm. Um, that is going to be uh, deter- <laughs> excuse me determined in uh, a match between Matt Riddle and Damian Priest. I presume okay. Matt Riddle will be the last one in that spot. Uh, and then on the women's side... Uh, we are looking at Zelina Vega, Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark, Bailey, EO Sky, and again, one more to be determined. Gotcha. Um, so we'll we'll see who ends up taking that last spot. Uh, as we were talking about last week, unsurprisingly, NXT call up Zoe Stark, now in the feud with Becky Lynch. So, of course, they're both in. They both got in on Raw. Um, and speaking of women... Uh, yeah. we ended up having another title ceremony on SmackDown this week. Okay. What kind of ceremony? Oscar was given a new title. What so, title did she have? So Oscar, a SmackDown competitor had the raw women's championship. Uh huh. So she was given a new title and the official title of that belt is, <clears throat> The uh, WWE Women's Championship. Not World. WWE Women's Championship. Now, Rhea Ripley on Raw has the SmackDown Women's Championship. uh Uh-huh. So they'll probably rename that at some point down the road as well, you'd imagine. One would assume. Now, Asuka... Coming out of this feud with Bianca Belair, they've had some promos and back and forth ever since. Would you like to guess who interrupted the ceremony and put themselves in as the new number one contender for this women's championship? Uh, Not Bianca Belair? That's correct. It was Charlotte Flair. 
Oh, Charlotte's back. Charlotte's back. And has uh, she been seen since the loss at Mania? She is not, and um, she's reinvented herself once again. It's... Yeah, more plastic surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was just joking. She did. Uh, yeah. She she was looking different again. And uh, has she been recast at this point? Did they go full Dana Brooke on her? <laughs> they, they did not go full Dana Brooke on her. In fact, okay. uh, right. Dana Brooke now has just officially been kicked almost completely to the curb as she made a surprise appearance on NXT this week to oh, yeah. lose an NXT women's title shot battle royal. Wow. Okay. So, uh, Thanks for coming, Dana. For Dana Brooke, um, Mark three. But yeah, uh, Charlotte just gets to have that automatic Charlotte spot. Just gets to. She's a flare. Yeah, she's neither a face nor a heel. Um, the idea of actually earning title shots is just not a thing that they do with her. That's just all Charlotte all the time. Whenever Charlotte's around, yeah, yeah. And when Charlotte's not around, you should be asking where's Charlotte. Exactly, exactly. And then she dies uh, the way on her way back to her home planet. Also on the women's side of things, just talking about women's titles, this was kind of weird. They announced that they are going to unify the WWE women's tag team titles with the NXT women's tag team titles. Okay. So will they be defended on both sh- or th- all three shows or just the Raw SmackDown or? I don't know. Uh, uh-huh. The current women's champions for WWE are Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. And Ronda uh, recently did an interview saying there was no competition for her. Uh, I don't know if that was a kayfabe comment or if she was, uh, you know, mocking her fellow women's competitors. She's not wrong. They don't really have that many women in a spot that would make sense to have a solo match with uh, right. I mean, or maybe she was talking about the follower following competitors of hers on uh, what celebrities on Mars or some shit like that. that she's on. <laughs> yeah, that's some true. Terrible Fox reality show. Yeah. Um, but uh, Isla Dawn and Alba Fire, who were called up to SmackDown. Uh, Alba Fire. Alba Fire. Yes. A L B A. A L B A F Y R E. Uh huh. Okay. Um, they will be having a match on June 23rd. Uh, she a level so. two paladin dwarf? <laughs> uh, I mean, she's not very tall. so Because I know. am. Oh, <laughs> hey. hey, good for you, bud. Good for you. Uh, I'm rolling for initiative, baby. Let's go. I'm proud of you. But yeah, that'll be up in two weeks. And I have no idea what they're going to do. Like, I don't know what they're going to do with Rhea's belt. Considering she's probably the most over woman in the company. Sure. I don't know if they're going to call it like the Universal Women's Championship or, or something like that. Now, um, so they renamed the one that Asuka has the WWE Women's, women's Championship. Champion. Now, does that bring back the lineage of the old Women's Championship? Oh, oh I don't know, dude. <laughs> I'm sure there's someone with a much stronger interest and opinion who's explained uh-huh. why and therefore like which of the belts if it's the the divas title or the you know the 97 era women's championship like right where exactly it all fits in or maybe this is still connected to you know the, the one that Alondra blaze threw in the trash can on nitro perhaps or yeah. maybe it's still related to the one that charlotte was the initial <laughs> winner of uh in mania in texas a few years ago like yeah I, I, I don't know how this is supposed to play out. I just know that I'm getting more and more confused by all of these belts. I, I don't I don't get it. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. I yeah. don't, honestly, 
I really wish I could say I gave a shit, but <laughs> well, the truth hey, is I don't. you may not give a shit about all this, and it, as my general apathy uh, in that segment, if it didn't come through, I'm not caring all that much. But let's talk about something we do care about. And that would be New Japan Pro Wrestling, who have officially announced all the blocks for the G1 Climax 33, which will be yeah. this summer. Uh, the tournament will kick off on July 15th, and uh, just about a month exactly, Sunday, August 13th, are the finals. Uh, and... You know, we were talking about the lineup last week and we were sort of guessing where people would go and that sort of thing. I can tell you there's one block that has a roughhouse dream match right within it. Um, yes. But let's run through it. So the A block, that is Sonata, the current I, uh, IWGP heavyweight champion. Um, world heavyweight champion. World heavyweight champion. Apologies. Uh, Chase Owens, for some reason. <laughs> uh, Hikaleo, Ren Narita. Uh -huh. Shota oh, wow. Amino, Yoda Suji, Gabriel Kidd, and Kaito Kiyomiya from Noah. So, so Sonata and Kiyomiya are in there with a bunch of young boy, young, uh, young boys, essentially. Yeah, I mean, Kiyomiya is pretty young himself. I think he's only like 24, 25. Oh, really? I, I, felt, I thought he was older. Um, I, I believe he's he's still. Uh, you're probably right. I just, I just, the way he was, uh, you know, and I don't really know much about him aside from the couple appearances he made in New Japan, but, you know, he was kind of lauded as like, you know, this massive fucking, uh, you know, shit well, kicker. He, he is supposed to be the, the next big thing for Noah. Um, ah, the next so, big thing. Not yeah. The, he's, gotcha. he's, you know, the, the, the guy who they're trying to bring up to be the, the ace, the, you know, the now and future ace of the company. Cause sure. I just sure, like, sure, he's sure. 26. So still pretty young. And, uh, of the course, Ricky Starks of, uh, of, uh, of, yeah, of Noah pretty much. Um, of course, he had that big angle with Okada this past yeah. January, uh, which led to their one-on-one -on -one match in February on the Kijimuto farewell show. The bye-bye. Yes, the, the great Muda bye-bye. Um, yeah. And Okada beat him pretty straightforward. The, uh, the issue is clearly not done, as also this week there was the All Together Again show, which was yeah. uh, New Japan... All Japan and Noah joining forces. The main event was Kiyomiya, All Japan's big star, Kento Miyahara, and Hiroshi Tanahashi going oh. against Okada, Keno from Noah, uh -huh. and Yuma Oyagi from All Japan. I've seen nothing of Yuma Oyagi. I assume he's got to be a big deal because they put him in this match. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But really the story was Okada kept getting in Kiyomiya's shit and vice versa to the point okay. where like... <laughs> Okada would get bumped into the, you know, the opposite team's corner and he'd elbow Kiyomiya in the face. <laughs> Kiyomiya would like stop mid segment to try to attack Okada on the apron. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. yeah, like I'm pretty sure looking at the lineups because Okada's in the B block. Okay. I'm pretty sure Kiyomiya and Okada are going to be the semifinals in the tournament between the A block and the B block, because that's the only okay. way they'll go against each other because it's four right. blocks this year. So they'll have A block versus B block, C block yeah. versus D block, and winners against each other on the final day. I'm pretty sure Okada has to win the B block. And uh, who else is in the B block? Well, looking at that lineup, 
there aren't that many people who could probably be up there as a possibility. We've got okay. Okada, as mentioned, Yoshihashi, not uh-huh. happening. Yeah. Taichi, which this I only Dark Horse. give a possibility because uh, at the end of Dominion last weekend, when Sonata did his big speech, again, there wasn't anyone who actually came out and said, hey, I want a title shot, ba 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 ba. Yeah. He proposed the idea that he was going to win the G1 and he would pick his own challenger. And he's part okay. of just five guys with Tai Chi. Right. And tai Chi was standing yes. there like, is it going to be me? Could it be yeah. me? So who knows? Maybe we'll okay. see something out of that. Um, but also in the B block, Kenta, who. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he'll put in a good performance, but I don't think. Yeah, his best years are put behind him. Yeah. And right now he's more concerned about based on his Twitter, getting the bag for a CM Punk match at Forbidden Door. <laughs> that, that, that's his terms, not mine. He, he wants to get the bag. Hell yeah, brother. Um, great Ocon, Will Ospreay. Ospreay will probably be right there with Okada in terms of, yeah, you know. Quarterfinals the, match against Okada. They're yeah. like, what? It'll be their fourth, I think. Something maybe? like that. Yeah. Um, Tangaloa. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> and El Fantasmo. No offense, ELP, but... He, yeah. he ain't going to be He's in mid. the finals of this. Yeah. They'll love the pack. So then we got the C block. Mm-hmm. David Finley, Tomohiro okay. Ishii. Okay. Evil. All right. Tamatanga. Uh-huh. Shingo Takagi. Hey. They got a boy right there. Aaron Hanare. Okay. Eddie Kingston. Sir. Yes. And Sir. Mikey Nichols, who, of course, is not Shane Haste. He's not Shane Haste. Yeah, yes. that's that's the shit kicker bracket right there. Yes. Yeah. So this There's means be some hoss fights. This means, of course, we're going to get a rematch between Eddie and Ishii, which should be awesome. Yeah, no doubt. But most crucially, we're getting Shingo Takagi versus Eddie Kingston. Hell yeah, brother. I think the only way this could be more of a, you know, focus on special. the roughhouse <laughs> match would be if it was Shingo versus Penta. I don't know it's that true. there's another match it's that true. would be more in our wheelhouse than this one. Yeah, no, this is this is dead center for us right here, brother. Right, right. So uh, I'm not sure what day that's supposed to be on. Let, let me see. Because they, they did release the full uh, lineups. Um, let me see. If <laughs> that's a good block, man. I mean, you know. Oh, uh, it's on day two. So it's, it's going to be early. Oh, wow. So July 16. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Noted. But yeah, C block's yeah, I mean, looking like, pretty good. Uh, you know, Hanare can can slap some MFers around. Yep. Um, and he just had know. that like five and a half star match with fucking Shingo at the beginning of the year. So. Yeah, yeah. So the, you'll we'll get a rematch rematch of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. No, that's that's fun. I'm 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 all about C block right now. And then the D block, basically, it's kind of full of. Uh, uh, stars on the way down. Um, yes. So it's uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. <laughs> yep. Tetsuya Naito. Okay. Uh-huh. Hiroki Goto. Okay. Toru Yano. Uh-huh. And then Zack Sabre Jr., Jeff Cobb, Shane Haste, who is not Mikey Nichols, oh, right. and Alex Coughlin. Okay. I assume Sabre wins that block. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Because I'm thinking... Uh, I mean, obviously, yeah, I would root for Shingo to win C Block. Yeah. And of those names in there, he's probably the most likely. I don't know. They're pushing Finley pretty hard. <sighs> uh, I don't want to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but it'll probably be some Bullet Club shenanigans. If oh, it is. Uh, undoubtedly. I mean, there's going to be Bullet Club it. shenanigans and House of Torture shenanigans in the same block. So <clears throat> that's, that's true. That will oh, be something. God. All uh, the dick to go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but what I find most interesting is, okay, Sonata's likely going into Wrestle Kingdom as the world champion. Sure, I would say so. I don't necessarily see anyone in the B, C, or D block where I'm like, that's the big main event match for the Dome. <sighs> so, yeah, well, I'm not super up on the stories that are going on over there, but um, yeah, curious to see where they take that. I mean, obviously, there's history if it's an LIJ, LIJ guy. Yeah, if, it's, um, if it ends up being Naito. Yeah. Um, that might be or the Shingo. closest. Yeah, or Shingo. Um Okada, maybe just because Okada has been on this, I hate the young kids shtick and Sonata's technically younger than, well, at least yeah, generationally. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But then, he's, he's, he's no, uh, he's not green by any, uh, right, any right, means. right. And then I was thinking, depending on, cause business for Dominion was pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Rabies. they r- try to run back Suji and, uh, Sonata. Okay. But I don't know if that's really ready to be dome. A Yeah, I don't know if that's really ready for the dome. It's clear that they're going to try to get behind, you know, Suji, Shooter, Norita, that yeah. crew. Like we're we're now in that transitionary period where you know the the old guard are that they're on their way out. Well, uh, let's not forget five star Master Wado. Over here. <laughs> that's that's okay. true. And, hey, right now Shooter's a five star guy too because yeah. uh, the six man uh, BCC Chaos tag uh, from um, Dominion last week got five stars. So, oh wow! Yeah, so Shooter's got himself a five star match. Claudio's got himself a five star match. Um, Crazy, it took this long. Yeah, I know, right? I think he only has one <laughs> other something like that. But um, you know, we, we shall see. All in all, it's probably going to be a very good tournament. I mean, it, it rarely disappoints. Having yeah. four blocks likely means that dudes get to rest a bit more, which means right. they'll probably go harder in the matches. And uh, this will probably be the closest to a proper G1 crowd that we've had in some time. Is it? Is it 32? Is it eight per block? Uh, or is it 10? One, two, I wasn't three, counting. Four, five, six. Yeah, it's, it's 32 people. So Okay. All right. Yeah. So we'll see how it plays out again. Yeah. Starts in July, ends in August. Right. What's that? I said, all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So we'll see how all that goes. Hoping for the best, of course. But uh, speaking of New Japan, let's go ahead and just dig into the company. They'll be battling in two weeks time. It was made official on Tuesday. Danielson versus Okada, Omega versus Osprey will be your double main event for New Japan AEW Forbidden Door this year. I mean, you got my money already. So yeah. anything else is just icing on the cake. <laughs> yeah. It, I, I, I said practically the same thing last week. It could be just a gauntlet match where you have all the dark guys go against Yujiro, and I'm still watching that pay-per-view. I mean, I might not be heavily involved uh, in watching that match particularly. No, 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 no. You you will be but... gorging yourself on Totino's pizza rolls. Goddamn right, brother. Because that's that's the way to live, man. Um, although, you might want to pace it so you don't fall asleep during those matches. I'm not saying they're <laughs> going to be boring, just... I think they're probably both going to be at least 30 minutes each, so... Gotcha, yeah, 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 that's okay. I'll be all right. 
the um, adrenaline will get pumping through me. The but, act of take, taking my pants off will, you know, at least <laughs> oh, get my heart. Yours aren't up. just gonna automatically fly off the minute that Okada's that music hits in Canada. Depends. Depends on whose house we're at. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> so we were live this week for Dynamite, and we kicked off with the international title defense of Orange Cassidy defending against Swerve Strickland. Yeah, and speaking of Swerve, they swerved us here. Yeah, I was very surprised. Um, awesome match. That yes. wasn't surprising. No, uh, not at all. Very, very good match. These guys have chemistry, as we saw at Double or Nothing in the final minutes of the Battle Royal. The match was as good as every other TV defense that OC has had in the past few weeks. Yeah. Um, Swerve was made to look like an absolute top-tier talent. Yep. However... He did not win the international title. Yet. 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 I was very, very sure that yeah, this so was, was I. going to be where the title change happened. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the finish was very clever with uh, Swerve doing a roll-up, holding the tights, only getting a two. It gets reversed by OC, who then holds the tights himself. Yeah, so it's a good progression of, you know, OC's desperation at this yes. point in his uh, title defense reign here. Um, and oh, fuck, I was going to make a point and it just left my dumb head. It's okay. come back to me. Go ahead. It's okay. Uh, but post-match, the Mogul Embassy hit the ring. They were beating down Orange Cassidy when the lights went out. And look, they're, they're not going to play the Sabu card again. Yeah, no, you're, you're retired. You have to retire. Yeah. I, 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 I don't have that enthusiasm anymore. They gave me Sabu. So I just said, you don't want to, we don't want to hope for Undertaker or Kane or anybody like that. No, no, God, no, no, God. Oh God. Glenn and AEW. Yeah, I don't need mayor Glenn and AEW doing choke slams. He sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but lights came on and it was sting and Darby making the save, which was, set up yes as, as tony shivani was losing his mind um but that set up an eight man that'll be a part of the show in dc this week their return uh to the uh capital, capital one, arena. one arena i always forget its name i always Verizon call it the center. mci center just oh, now yeah, because yeah. i am old i saw metallica there when it was the mci center in 04 nice nice i i went to the infamous sting hogan star cage uh, uh. Yeah, which is one of the first events at the MCU. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, uh, we then had a video package putting over what ended up being the main event, Jay White and Ricky Starks. I was surprised that they got the Duke to be the main event of the show. Um, yeah. We'll talk about how that went in just a few minutes. Um, then Danielson came out to the commentary table because he was going to be doing commentary on a trios match. John Moxley, Claudio, Claudio Castagnoli, and Wheeler Yuta of the Blackpool Combat Club going against the Chaos Trio of Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta, and Rocky Romero. Rocky. Very fun match. Had a great time with it. Um, I cannot under or cannot overstate uh, how much I am enjoying. I am enjoying. Excuse me, I'm tripping over my tongue here. Uh, how much I am enjoying Wheeler Yuta as a violence gremlin. <laughs> I don't know that there's a better way to describe him. At no, this point. yeah, that's pretty spot on. Actually, the beard's I'm getting weird. He's yeah, like it, it, it's starting to feel like they just keep Wheeler Yuta in a black box until 
wild thing hits and then they let him out. Like he's yeah. he's starting to feral? look Yeah, he's starting to look feral. That's the way to put yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um basically I want Claudio to do the thing that they did with Tommy Davidson in Ace Ventura uh when nature calls. <laughs> when nature calls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just he's he's got Yuda on his back. They open up uh-huh. the, you know, the 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 cloak and he just Yuda's just sitting there like biting mm. at the air and everything. Trying to gnaw his fingers off as he's un, 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 un uh, unfurling yes. the the backpack. Yeah. That that is a direction that they need to go. Uh, also, and then, super and then, and then he asks oh, uh, John Moxley to throw him a spear, and then it lands <laughs> right in his thigh. <laughs> <laughs> and John Moxley blades anyway, just just yeah, for fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, before he throws a blade, he just runs it across his forehead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shoots it over. Great stuff. <laughs> uh, what I also found very entertaining in this match was Danielson losing his fucking mind at. <laughs> Chuck Taylor not hooking the leg and making sure the shoulders were down. Yeah. Not even a guy in his group. He should be happy that yeah. that guy was not doing a proper pin. Amateurs. Yeah. Amateurs. Amateurs. <laughs> Amateurs. Also for not going for a pin at one point. Yes. He yelled at, at yeah. one of them. Yeah, because <laughs> I think that was after he hit like one of the sickest pile drivers I've seen in a while. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. No, that, that was, was just rad. a transitionary move. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, a lot of fun in that match. Yes. Uh, you would not be surprised to find out that Chuck Taylor was the one who ate the finish. Um, well, he is the Kentucky gentleman here. Yes. Uh, but yeah, flying knee from Yuta, and that gets the three. And then uh, Yuta kept beating down Chuck Taylor to the joy of Brian Danielson. The Young Bucks and Hangman, who are apparently collectively known as the Hung Bucks, I was that not is the aware of this. stupidest fucking thing ever. Who let that go to air? I don't know. Come but, on, uh, Tony. They were talking about how next week is where Dynamite began in Washington, D.C. The Bucks and Page <sighs> issue a challenge for a six-man tag against Moxley, Claudio, and Yuta. And Danielson accepted at the commentary booth. So that is going to be on what is looking to be a stacked return to D.C. Yeah. yeah. Then we had... Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay's Tokyo Dome match recapped because, of course, they're putting over that the second match is happening at Forbidden Door. That was a really awesome video package. Yeah. Um, more of this, basically, AEW. I, I, I know that we make fun of the meme of, you know, WWE fans on Twitter going, like, where's the story? Why is this important? A video package like this does wonders to put yeah. over the importance of a of a uh, you know a monumental match that has happened and the rematch is going to be happening so thought that was good stuff MJF then came out and I cannot wait to hear your thoughts on this so MJF came out ran down the fans said uh there's no competition for him and no one's at his level which brings out adam cole baby he does his very lengthy entrance yes gets the boom and everything then he's about to do the the, uh you know the squat and then pop up for the adam Adam cole Cole, baby baby. and before he gets to do it mjf has a music cut which of course gets that sort of thing and then MJF talked for like eight minutes. Ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about, you know, uh, he's a fan of Cole. He watched Ring of Honor 
asked the crowd, live crowd if they like Ring of Honor, which got booze, which was really weird because they taped <laughs> Ring of Honor before the show. Um, but he said, you know what? I, I thought Ring of Honor kind of sucked, but I, I liked your work, Adam Cole. And uh, talked about how Cole started in CZW, went to the Indies, uh, went to Florida, was Shawn Michaels' handpicked guy. Um, so MJF followed in his footsteps, also went to CZW, also made his name. And, uh, you know, he wanted to one day face Adam Cole, but the Adam Cole in front of him is just a shell of the man he wanted to face. He, uh, says that Cole is more preoccupied, excuse me, more preoccupied with playing video games and that his <laughs> balls are always in Britt Baker's purse. <sighs> I mean, that's low-hanging fruit. That's low-hanging fruit. But he continued. He said, Cole is now so frail, he makes crack whores jealous. He said uh, that uh, Cole isn't... The fans may say that Cole isn't being utilized properly. Weird thing to talk about in a promo. Um, But AEW's done everything they could to get him over, when all they have to do for MJF is ring the bell. He says... I have the best dog collar match in AEW history, which Brody and Cody's right there. I'm sorry. Um, He has the best Iron Man. He has the best four-way. And he said, you know what? I heard a rumor that someone in Titan Towers thought Adam Cole couldn't make it. And that man was Vince McMahon, who MJF is apparently a very big fan of. Um, Yeah. But you know what? Now that he's standing in the ring with Adam Cole... Vince was right. <laughs> this completely ethered Adam Cole. Yeah, the, this did nothing to help boost his status or make him seem like a worthy contender. Yeah, like he pointed out every, in my humble opinion, accurate criticism about Adam Cole right now in AEW. Yeah. Like when Cole came in and, you know, they started doing the the whole uh you know, his whole big heel push and he's uh-huh. going against Hangman and, and all of that. They, they brought in Kyle. They brought in Bobby Fish, all that. He seemed like a big star. Now he just seems like a guy. Well, that's what a long feud of Chris Jericho will do to somebody. <laughs> right. And I have to say, and again, I'd love to hear your thoughts. When Cole replied, he kind of proved MJF right. <laughs> because a guy who has been an incredible promo as a heel. Yeah. Minus one line, which of course, you know, I rolled my eyes because it got shooty shooty brother. Just as I rolled my eyes on the whole Vince McMahon manager yes. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cole just put out the most milk toast lame baby face promo. It's like, oh, that's that's all you got? That's all you got for me? Oh, you could do There's better. no fire there. Yeah, like, I, why should I care if he doesn't care? Right. Yeah. No. This was a this was a, a miss of a, a miss, and uh, as with most MJF segments, too long. Yeah. Uh, uh, I know he doesn't. The YouTube you know, version of it is like 17 minutes long. Jesus Christ. Yeah. With intros and everything. Yeah. That's 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 too much. I mean, that's an eighth of your show, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot. And what I thought was also frustrating was, so the, the, the whole end of the segment was Cole saying, you know what, I, 
I'm better than you, and you know, I, 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 you know, the fans know it, and that sort of thing. And MJF said, "You know what? I'll fight you anytime, anywhere." And Cole said, "All right, cool." Now, granted, it. it it got set up later. It was announced sure. when the match was going to be and where the match was going to be. But much like that Tony Storm promo last week that bothered me, yeah, it just was in the space of, oh, okay, sure. I guess they're gonna go against each other at some point don't know yeah. when like no urgency yeah. no fire no yeah. passion if it's anytime anywhere ring the bell let's go like is is that gonna be a thing like like if if i'm in the ring and i'm just getting talked down for eight to ten minutes i'm gonna be fired up and pissed yeah in my retort yeah you know and, and sure you know uh, i certainly can't hold a candle to mjf on a microphone and very few people can sure adam cole definitely proved that he's not one who can which was uh, shocking because i've always thought of him as a very strong promo he's, he's he's a he's a pretty good promo but when you think back of all those promos how many of them were as him as a heel almost universally all yeah and exactly yeah uh, it, it really aired the weaknesses when pro yeah. wrestling is supposed to be about, you know, accentuating the positives, right. hiding the negatives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This underlined so many negatives that even though I am sure the match that they're going to have this week in DC and probably the rematch because since it's a, you know, a an eliminator. eliminator match, yeah. likely this is going to have a follow-up either at uh uh, forbidden door or like or all know, in or all out all or something in, all out somewhere somewhere a big shows coming up yeah i'm sure that's going to be good but this build sucks <laughs> like yeah it was it was an unsuccessful uh segment and it, it's still weird i don't know like i don't know if i want mjf losing even in a, an eliminator match to adam cole right now yeah you know because he, he's starting to feel cold yeah and and that's such a bummer. Like, go back to when he came back in January, when he came back from uh, his his concussion. Yeah. He got the promo in front of the Los Angeles crowd. Like, he felt like a megastar. Yeah. And granted, I know it took him a little bit of time to get back into the ring and, and yeah. all of that subsequent from that promo. But he had the match with Daniel Garcia, which was fine. Yeah. And then that went right into the Jericho angle, which had a hot start in Pittsburgh. Yeah. But then was just sort of there. Yeah. And the match at the double or nothing was bad. Yes. An absolute whiff from both guys. Yeah. And yeah, they had the follow up tag, you know, the Wednesday prior, but it was fine. It was there. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. Cole felt like he was going to be one of the the top tier guys in AEW and he's certainly being positioned to be but it feels like as a face at least it's just not working yeah and i think i'm, I'm thinking back of when he was ring of honor champion he was a heel as well if i recall yep yep yeah and, and when he was, was nxt champion he, he was, was a heel, heel. <laughs> so um yeah hmm. this, this was not the adam cole that absolutely embarrassed carrying cross on live television Oh yeah, I forgot about that. This this was although to be fair, carrying across his IQ is like three. Sure, sure. It just <laughs> it felt like MJF was bringing. I'll I'll say because again, I didn't love the shooting comments. MJF was bringing like an eight out of ten promo to this. 
Yeah. And Cole could barely be bothered to bring a five. And yeah. it's just I was gonna say three, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the the steroid line popped the crowd hard, so I'll give yeah. him that. But it was very much that like is this really what this is gonna be about? Like Bret Hart gave it a four out of ten. So <laughs> and is that still is that joke still play? Yes. I don't know. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, and uh Dave Meltzer would have given it a nine out of ten if it was a ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine stars. That, that crowd would have been very confused, but <laughs> yeah. so uh then we go backstage and it's Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, and Brother Zay. I must have fallen asleep because I don't remember this at all. I watched it and I couldn't tell you what happened. So I'm just going to read the recap from the Observer. Backstage, Matt, Jeff, and Brother Zay introduce Ethan Page, who was ordered to apologize to Zay for injuring his neck last month. Uh Page apologized as Matt said he could make Page very talented. Zay moaned in Page's ear. And this storyline seems destined to go on forever. <laughs> Yikes. Shout out to Ryan Howard, who did the recap on this, because I yeah. agree. So we went from a segment that could have been better to a terrible segment to a match that went way better than I expected, as it was Jungle Hook. That would be Jack Perry oh, yeah. and Hook. Against the LFI duo of Preston Vance and Drillistico. Yeah. This ruled. I did not expect it to rule anywhere near as much as it did. Um, I mean, you know, you got a Texas tornado tag. You're going to have a whole bunch of plunder and ridiculousness. Yeah. Did I expect Hook to wrap a chain around his head and and just knock <laughs> knock Preston Vance on his ass? Do you think it was hard way or do you think he bladed when he fell down? I think the camera bladed. was not. Yeah, the yeah, camera I, was not on him for a long period of time. He's I probably he probably bladed and he too, hit too hard. A little too deep there. Yeah, Preston was leaking. and uh, Although it did look like the chain hit flush. True. To be fair. True. So that's a good... That's good for for uh, for Hook. And I will but. also say during the first few moments, I was like, we talked about it last week on paper. I wasn't super stoked about this match. Like sure. I liked yeah. Drillistico, but Preston yeah. Vance is just kind of there. Um, in the first few minutes, Drillistico was doing the Roosh choke a guy out with video cables gimmick. Yes. And he kept getting him stuck on the top rope. And yeah. I was just like, yeah. is this where this is going? That it's going to be, <laughs> you know, one of those matches where they're tripping over their feet. But uh, no, it, it ended up being very good. Um, the uh, head and arm Tazplex off the apron through Onto two tables. tables. Yeah, it was brutal. One of the craziest spots I've ever seen. Um, yeah. Shout they out totally missed the first table. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think Hook took the brunt of it, too. He did, yeah. He looked um, like he was rocked a little. Yeah, uh, but that was wild. And I will say, Preston leaking as much as he did, that explained to me why Hook was in all white gear. Yes. I, I was. I saw him come out in the all white gear. I'm like, I know what Hook's doing, but yeah. it wasn't him. It was not him. Do you think that. he's going to put a blade to that beautiful face? Come on. Eventually. It's the cold-hearted, handsome devil. Eventually. <laughs> I had, uh, it was funny. We, that, that match was on at the bar, and one of my table tables... Um, uh, one of my friends uh, who is a lesbian says, do you know this guy Hook? I was like, yeah, I know Hook. He's like, he's pretty hot. 
<laughs> he's a good looking kid. I mean, and I was like, he's an attractive. I was like, if you can say that as a lesbian, then I can say that as a straight man. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. He's a handsome fellow. Look, the, wh- what do they say? It's, straight man. It, it, I'm, I'm, well, I've, uh, the, the, over the course of this podcast, it's been it's yeah, been it's, wavered, it's been disproved. But be it's fair. a spectrum. It's a spectrum, man. <laughs> it's, a, it's from Kota Ibushi to Hook and everywhere. Yeah, like we're we're all on it. We all have our <laughs> our, our interests. You know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we went to uh, Tony Khan once again in a hostage situation to read what the main event of the first edition of Collision would be. No which blinks. I assume was on multiple cue cards, and he had to wait for each one to drop. Uh, I, you, he was pausing for dramatic effect. I, he just was not doing it well. I know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the main event's going to be Switchblade Jay White. Uh, Juice Robinson and Samoa Joe against the AW Tag Team Champions FTR <laughs> and CM Punk, and that just like he just got it. that out as fast as possible. Cut, cut, print it. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I don't love. Jay White and Juice Robinson getting stuck in the CM Punk zone. No, no, I don't really, I don't really care for that. Plus, it makes kind of makes me think that he's going to be come back and presented as a face, which is really not the way to go here. What I have heard is that they're going to do the Bret Hart thing. He's going to be a face in Chicago, but a heel everywhere else. Okay, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Which, yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. He's not going to get booed in Chicago. He's not. That said, dude's got to start moving some tickets because looking at – and they just announced actually that it's going to be available at least on streaming in Canada. Um, oh, okay. Which is how Rampage is currently available in Canada. So TSN airs Dynamite, but they have TSN Plus, which is kind of like ESPN Plus. Sure. Um, Rampage is on there and Collision is going to be on there. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, it'll be a show that people can actually watch in Canada – but right if now, they were not, so inclined. Yeah, if they were so inclined. And right now, not a lot of people seem to want to physically be there. So I don't know how it's yeah. going to work for TV. <sighs> I, I mean, we're going to see how it goes. Look, I mean, I'm more curious about Jay White and Samoa Joe uh, being on the same team. That yeah. seems, uh, you know, interesting. Yeah, yeah Something I, fun could come of that. I, I don't disagree. I will say it is a little weird, though, that given the way that the main event ended that the guns aren't involved in this at all, at least on paper, maybe they'll, yeah, no, I, I feel like they're going to get involved and then they'll be the newest members of bullet Col- bullet club gold. Yes. Cause that, that group as much as we don't want it to be seems destined for expansion. Yes. We had Kanosuke Takeshita very quickly defeating Damon ace Takeshita now comes out to Don Callis's uh, Contron video and entrance music, by which I mean the, no entrance music. It's the crowd boos. Yes. Crowd. Uh, although, no, somebody did that in NXT, didn't they? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm tr- who who was it that had that? Was it Champ? It was Champa. Yeah. Yeah. After that's right. Just, after he fucking murdered uh, Johnny Gargano. <laughs> yeah. Before Johnny started staring at his hands and wondering how violent must a man be? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what I thought was interesting was. Through the match and through the entrance, the live crowd did not give an iota of shit. No. Which was a stark difference to San Diego the week before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mad heat. 
But then Callus took the mic. Yeah. And we were off to the races. Yeah. Um, and Callus, you know, as a professional for this long, knows when to pause and milk and, and, and you know, prod the crowd for more booze. He, he did handle that really well. Yeah. It was ultimately very much uh, the same promo as the week before. Yeah. Talking about, you know, how uh, uh, Kenny Omega didn't appreciate him and, you know, he's building a family and he's going to take care of the elite. Bah, 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 bah. But still, super heat, bunch of booze. Yeah. I don't know who they're going to add to this group. Um, I, I honestly don't even know on paper who they could add to this group. Um, but I'm intrigued to see where it goes. Yeah. Alex Marvez, which apparently just seems to be, you know, a precursor of something terrible. Um, was backstage. <laughs> uh, he went to talk to Christian cage, but uh, he's the silver surfer of, of AEW. Right. He's the herald of bad, uh, bad, bad situations. Yeah. Um, Christian cage, uh, opened his locker room door. He said that, uh, He's the uncrowned TNT champion. Arn Anderson costs it to him. So, uh, you know what? Uh, I'm I'm going to hurt something that belongs to him. And uh, Luchasaurus had apparently beat up Brock Anderson. So they go in, rush into the locker room, and there's Brock all beaten up. Fun After fact. Uh, Brock Anderson still employed by AEW. Yeah. Did not know yeah. That. And you, you know what? He Based on how he looks, he's getting real close to pension. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's aging out of the program. Then we had Chris Statlander defend the TBS title against Anna J. Another banger for Chris. Yeah, um, no, crowd she's great. seems to be getting super behind her as TBS champion, which is pretty cool. I'm curious if Justin still hates her. Yeah, um, we'll see. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll have to ask him during the next uh, In a couple weeks. Next soapbox. Um, and uh, apparently, Taya Valkyrie's now a heel. She's just pissy watching other people get title matches, I guess. That or pissy at Chris for winning the belt. I don't know. It's like, bitch, you couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you could have done it the first time, but you were kayfabe dumb. You used yes. the move you weren't supposed to use. Right. And then you tried to beat up a ref. A ref yeah. who, as we'll talk about, is going to be in a match. Mm. Not a fan of that. Yeah, not, not a fan, fan of that. that. Then we had the main event, Jay Boy. White, Ricky Starks. Ricky. I thought this went well, but I wanted it to go better. Does that make sense? Yeah, it felt it felt like a TV match. Yeah, aggressively so. Is is the best damning with faint praise I can I can give there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it was a competent, good, competitive match, but it did, it never went into that next gear. Yeah. Um, and obviously, with the finish, we know why because this feud must must continue. Yes. Whether we like it or not, it will be uh, continuing on uh, as the finish was uh, Ricky had Jay White up for the Rochambeau. Uh, Jay's feet knocked out Paul Turner. Paul Turner goes down. The guns run out. Lay out Starks with the 310 to Yuma. And then we get the Blade Runner for the finish. That was a real crisp 310 to Yuma, too. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Looked credit really where nice. credit is due. They they did what yeah. they needed to do there. Yeah. Um, and then uh, post-match, Juice Robinson comes out to celebrate, and commentary starts presuming that uh, the guns are part of Blue Club Gold. We'll, we'll see if do we all. Yeah, we'll see if that actually ends up being true. Uh, but then that took us to a taped show on Friday. 
And was this at uh, 11.30 a.m. Pacific time, or what time <laughs> slot were we in this week? They were back to the traditional oh. uh, 10 p.m. on Friday. Okay. Um, and uh, what I can tell you is likely this is this could be the last time we cover Rampage on the show. <laughs> <laughs> because let's be honest, it's going to become, you know, what is already a B show it's is going to become a C yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, we're going to have to talk collision and such. But um, I mean, to be fair, it's kind of already been a C show. <laughs> yeah. It's been a D minus show. <laughs> and the show that happened didn't help. Yeah, oh, yeah. So they started off with Bandito and the Lucha Bros against Big Bill, Lee Moriarty, and Ethan Page. Okay. So the Hardys own Ethan Page's contract, but he's still tagging with guys he was with in the firm? Wait for it. It gets okay. dumber. So oh, it's explained on commentary that this match was signed prior to Double oh, or Nothing. Off. Okay. Whatever. So in turn... That's why it could happen. Contractual ob- obligation. I got gotcha. you. It's yeah. stupid, but I got gotcha. you. And the match itself was fine. But uh, we end up with Ethan Page going for the Ego's, e- ego's Edge mm-hmm. on Bandito. Yeah. And straight out of Monday Night Raw in the mid-90s, the Hardys come out. Mid to oh late 90s. The Hardys yeah. come out. To yell at Ethan Page for not wearing the special arm sleeves that Jeff Hardy gifted Ethan Page. Holy shit. So Page puts on the arm sleeves. And then eats a fear factor. Eats a 21 plex from Bandito and that's the finish. Good for Bandito getting the dub. I mean, hey, Bandito got a win. As (laughs) the Lucha Bros, technically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was off of the most slapdick raw finish possible yeah that's pretty bad dude got distracted by by entrance music yeah and of course i've gone on record i don't know why the hardys are on my television well they're on my dvr this time but still yeah still you watched on your television yeah uh not a fan big same speaking of things i wasn't a fan of um it was qtv segment oh god they're still doing this yes and uh, they I did were, not watch Rampage in case you're wondering. They were trying to think about edgy ideas to edgy put, ideas. No, edgy ideas oh. to uh, <laughs> okay. make Collision stand out because Hobbs is going to be on the debut edition of Collision. Man, remember when Hobbs was the thing? Yeah, I know. Uh, wow. So their their recommendations, their thoughts were cleavage, which of course okay. led to a gratuitous Harley Cameron shot, which undoubtedly was the moment where any wrestling fan who has a wife that is not a wrestling fan walked would have in. walked in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, not in my instance, but still. Yeah. Um, they suggested giving away ice cream bars. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> or having an announcement that. that they will have an announcement, which. Okay. okay that's that, kind of funny. That one got me. <laughs> that was kind of um, funny. <laughs> so instead they said, you know what? Here's a better idea. We'll just have Hobbs show what Collision's going to be all about. So Hobbs then beat up a jobber in a minute and 11 seconds. And if that's what Collision's all about, I'm not watching, man. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah. Um, Rene Paquette <laughs> then was interviewing Arn Anderson and Wardlow. Uh, Arn really didn't seem to care all that much. <laughs> um, but he promised that he's, uh, but Wardlow promised he's going to make Christian and Luchasaurus pay. 
And he's got an open challenge next Wednesday, or this coming Wednesday, with Jake Hager for the TNT title. So that guy okay, has so, dynamite. Okay, so the one, I guess, good thing we can say about the addition is collision of Collision is that it seems like the um, network-branded titles are going back on their own shows yes. for their own networks. Yes. So Wardlow with Collision with the TNT title, Collision's yeah. on TNT, and the Although, same with TBS title on the, the uh, TNT Dynamite. The title's going to be defended on Dynamite this week. So Oh, on Dynamite. Yeah. Fuck. Never Sorry. mind. The acclaimed Billy Gunn defeated Serpentico and Helico and Luther. The only thing I can really tell you that was worth noting was in Helico basically did a backflip when uh, Billy Gunn did the suck it to him. <laughs> I mean, I kind of love that. <laughs> then Renee Paquette came out uh-huh. and brought out these assholes for an interview. Oh, great. More of these assholes. Karen Jarrett grabbed the microphone and demanded that Aubrey Edwards come out. Oh, my God. Aubrey comes out with Mark Briscoe and says that AEW won't sanction a one-on-one match between Aubrey Edwards and Karen Jarrett. Lights out? Because (laughs) you're going to wish that's what they did. Oh, no. Aubrey's a referee and, quote, Karen sure as hell isn't a wrestler. (laughs) Mark, though, said, hey. They will sanction a mixed trios match, and it's going to be Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and Karen Jarrett uh-huh. against Mark Briscoe, uh-huh. Aubrey Edwards, yeah, and Papa Briscoe. Oh, I, uh, I, but I, but fucking why? I don't know. I mean, good for Mark getting Papa Briscoe a payday. Yeah. But fuck, man. Yeah. Uh, you cannot get me to care about this. The only thing I can say, and again, if I'm if I'm taking a, an optimist perspective, is everything Jeff Jarrett has done that has looked terrible on paper. Yeah. Has ended up being very entertaining in execution. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but. But how long is that record going to run, man? I don't know. Everybody ends up with a bad day, you know? I can't imagine it being Jade Cargill levels of streak here. So, yeah. Then the main event was the four way for uh, number one contendership for the AW Women's World Championship. Sky Blue, Nyla Rose, Britt Baker, and Mercedes Martinez. Mercedes Martinez apparently getting out of being cryogenically frozen. Yeah, I didn't even know she was still there. Good for her. Yeah. Um, in case you're wondering how the match was, JR busted out bowling shoe ugly, which tells you what he thought. <laughs> just, was he, I hope he wasn't talking about Nyla Rose. Uh, just the match in general. Um, oh, okay. It, 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 it was rough at points. But uh, Sky Blue gets a cold, excuse me, a code blue and mm-hmm. the finish. She is going to be getting the world title shot on Wednesday. Who'd she she pin Mercedes Martinez? Uh, she pinned Nyla. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's legitimately shocking yeah. to Britt me. Britt Baker hit a stomp on Nyla Rose. Martinez comes in, dumps Britt Baker to the floor. Britt Baker pulls Martinez out under the rope. Uh, Sky Blue sneaks in, hits the code blue, a.k.a. the code red, gets the yeah. surprise pin. So... Huh. 
Okay. So, yeah. So that takes us to Dynamite this week from the Capital One Arena. We've got Wardlow defending the TNT title against Jake Hager. Tony Storm defending the AW Women's World Championship against Sky Blue. The mogul embassy of Swerve Strickland, Brian Cage, Bishop Khan, and Taya Leone against Orange <laughs> Cassidy, Sting, Darby Allen, and Keith Lee. The Young okay. Bucks and Hangman Page against the Blackpool Combat Club of Claudio, Mox, and Yuta. And then the championship eliminator match between MJF and Adam Cole. It's a it's a good card on it's paper. A good card. I can't fuck yeah. with it. Yeah, no, um, could be uh, end up being a very good show. I mean, the first show of Dynamite at that arena was was a very fun show. So I don't know if it's going to tie into anything else, um, but something that would be really cool to me. Uh, again, I don't know if it's really going to happen. Santana posted a video on Friday indicating that he's getting back into. He's the toying room. with Rob Thomas again. <laughs> a hell of a smooth out chris <laughs> oh come on <laughs> The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided Movie Trivia Games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. You think you know nuts? I'll show you nuts. Try AJ's nuts. Try my nuts! From fire-roasted peanuts and cashews to paprika-coated almonds and candied pecans, AJ's Nuts are the perfect gift for your girlfriend, your bodyguard, your boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, your other ex-boyfriend, or your other other ex-boyfriend. Buy my nuts now! AJ's Nuts are slow-smoked in small batches by large African men in extraordinarily small outfits. Buy my nuts or I'll murder your family! Once you've tried AJ's Nuts, you'll be crazy to eat any other brand. What did you call me? I mean, why did you call me crazy? Why am I crazy? This is a crazy... <laughs> AJ's Nuts. Seriously, this chick is goddamn insane. Sold separately or paired with a replica of that abysmal Divas Championship belt. 